0: Welcome to day 22 of the Bible 365 podcast my name is Randy Gudo and today our reading is coming from Genesis chapters 44 and 45 Matthew chapter 14 verses 13 through 36 Psalm chapter 18 verses 37 through 50 and Proverbs chapter 4 verses 11 through 13. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English standard version also known as the ESV and our format is the one-year Bible let's read Genesis chapter 44 then he commanded the steward of his house, Fill the men's sacks with food as much as they can carry, and put each man's money in the mouth of his sack, and put my cup, the silver cup, in the mouth of the sack of the youngest, with his money for the grain. And he did as Joseph told him. As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away with their donkeys. They had gone only a short distance from the city. Now Joseph said to his steward, Up, follow after the men, and when you overtake them, say to them, Why have you repaid evil for good? Is it not from this that my Lord drinks, and by this that he practices divination? You have done evil in doing this. When he overtook them, he spoke to them these words. They said to him, Why does my Lord speak such words as these? Far be it from your servants to do such a thing. Behold, the money that we found in the mouths of our sacks we brought back to you from the land of Canaan. How then could we steal silver or gold from your Lord's house?' Whichever of your servants is found with it shall die, and we also will be my Lord's servants. He said, Let it be as you say. He who is found with it shall be my servant, and the rest of you shall be innocent. Then each man quickly lowered his sack to the ground, and each man opened his sack. And he searched, beginning with the eldest and ending with the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Then they tore their clothes, and every man loaded his donkey, and they returned to the city." When Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, he was still there. They fell before him to the ground. Joseph said to them, What deed is this that you have done? Do you not know that a man like me can indeed practice divination? And Judah said, What shall we say to my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how can we clear ourselves? God has found out the guilt of your servants. Behold, we are my Lord's servants, both we and he also in whose hand the cup has been found. But he said, far be it from me that i should do so only the man in whose hand the cup was found shall be my servant but as for you go up in peace to your father then judah went up to him and said "O my lord please let your servant speak a word in my lord's ears and let not your anger burn against your servant for you are like pharaoh himself my lord asked his servants saying have you a father or a brother and we said to my lord we have a father an old man and a young brother child of his old age. His brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother's children, and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me, that I may set my eyes on him. We said to my lord, The boy cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. Then you said to your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you shall not see my face again. When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him the words of my lord. And when our father said, "'Go again, buy us a little food,' we said, "'We cannot go down. If our youngest brother goes with us, then we will go down, for we cannot see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us.' Then your servant my father said to us, "'You know that my wife bore me two sons. One left me, and I said, "'Surely he has been torn to pieces, and I have never seen him since.'" If you take this one also from me, and harm happens to him, you will bring down my gray hairs in evil to Sheol. Now therefore, as soon as I come to your servant my father, and the boy is not with us, then as his life is bound up in the boy's life, as soon as he sees that the boy is not with us, he will die. And your servants will bring down the gray hairs of your servant, our father, with sorrow to Sheol. For your servant became a pledge of safety for the boy to my father, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then I shall bear the blame before my father all my life. Now therefore, please let your servant remain instead of the boy as a servant to my Lord, and let the boy go back with his brothers. For how can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? I fear to see the evil that would find my father. Genesis chapter 45 Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud, so that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph, is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, "'Come near to me, please.' And they came near. And he said, "'I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are yet five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors.' So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, and your flocks, your herds, and all that you have." There I will provide for you, for there are yet five years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have do not come to poverty. And now your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father of all my honor in Egypt and of all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept upon his neck, and he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. After that his brothers talked with him. When the report was heard in Pharaoh's house, Joseph's brothers have come. It pleased Pharaoh and his servants. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this, load your beast and go back to the land of Canaan, and take your father and your households and come to me. And I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you shall eat the fat of the land. And you, Joseph, are commanded to say, Do this, take wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives, and bring your father, and come. Have no concern for your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. The sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to the command of Pharaoh, and gave them provisions for the journey." To each and all of them he gave a change of clothes, but to Benjamin he gave three hundred shekels of silver and five changes of clothes. To his father he sent as follows, Ten donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt, and ten female donkeys loaded with grain, bread, and provision for his father on the journey. Then he sent his brothers away, and as they departed he said to them, Do not quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to their father Jacob. And they told him, Joseph is still alive, and he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. And his heart became numb, for he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, It is enough. Joseph my son is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Matthew chapter 14 verses 13 through 36. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of the broken pieces left over. And those who ate were about five thousand men besides women and children. And they cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. And when they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent around to all that region and brought to him all who were sick, and implored him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were made well. Psalm chapter 18, verses 37-50 through 50. I pursued my enemies and overtook them, and did not turn back till they were consumed. I thrust them through, so that they were not able to rise, they fell under my feet. For you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, and those who hated me I destroyed. They cried for help, but there was none to save." They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them fine as dust before the wind. I cast them out like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from strife with the people. You made me the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners came cringing to me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their fortresses. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of my salvation, the God who gave me vengeance and subdued peoples under me, who rescued me from my enemies. Yes, you exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from the man of violence. For this I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 11-13 I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered, and if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. I'm calling today's devotional, You'll Never See Trials the Same. When we get to Genesis chapter 45, there is a shocking statement that Joseph makes. Now, Joseph was sold as a slave to these Egyptians when he was 17 years old. He went from Potiphar's house to the prison. He served in prison for years. Whenever Pharaoh calls him up out of prison, Most believe there was about a 13-year gap from the time he was sold into slavery to the time that he was elevated beside Pharaoh. Now, we know this, that his brothers hated him. They couldn't stand to hear him tell his dreams. They hated his robe of many colors. They hated that he was favored. They conspired against him. They wanted to kill him. So imagine being Joseph, and this is what your brothers, your family did to you. Then you're falsely accused in Potiphar's house. Then you're in prison. Then you're forgotten in prison. Then finally, 13 years from the time you were sold out by your loved ones and now those that were responsible for all these years of pain are before you. And look at what he says in Genesis chapter 45 verse 5. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here for God sent me before you to preserve life. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that at the end of the day, his brothers were merely instruments used by God to get Joseph where he needed to be so that when the famine hit, Joseph would be in the ultimate position to be able to preserve and protect the very family that sold him out. I think sometimes, especially in the United States of America, we do not have a theology of suffering. We do not have a theology that allows for there to be times of pain and conflict. And we only wanna be able to perceive God in the good times when the blessings are raining down. And that causes serious problems when we go through conflict, because what do we do? when we go through the fire of a trial, we say, God, where are you? Well, maybe God is right there with you. Maybe there's something down the road that we don't know about yet, five years or 10 years, or like Joseph, 13 years, maybe some of the things that you have been walking through, it's God who has sent you there. And there is a great purpose that he is about to unleash before you. And by the grace of God, we'll be able to stand like Joseph without a hint of bitterness or anger or resentment towards any situation or circumstance because we'll recognize God's hand in everything, working the whole time, taking what the enemy meant for evil and turning it into good. I pray we never see trials the same. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we thank you for the good times And we also thank you for the times that we experience trials because we know that we are not alone. You said in your word that you'd never leave us nor forsake us. God, I thank you that in the good times and in the bad times, you are working in us by your spirit, equipping us and preparing us for what you have called us to. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your son to us. We ask all these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus, amen. Well, I sure hope that you enjoyed today's devotional. If you're getting something out of the Bible 365 podcast, consider sharing it with a family member or friend. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 23.